You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. two things going into ghosted i knew chris evans was in it and i knew anna de armas was in it that's it i didn't watch the trailer i didn't even see a poster i had all the information i needed to decide if i wanted to watch this and just before i watched the movie like minutes before i watched it i saw one tweet that complained about chris evans supposedly giving up on making good movies and instead making a hallmark movie so when the movie began and i found chris evans as cole He's a simple farmer in a small town who's recently broken up with his girlfriend and Ana de Armas as Sadie, a girl from the city, going to the country to escape her job and mourn the loss of a friend. And the two of them meet at a farmer's market, cutely flirting and arguing over a potted plant. And they, they go on one date together that lasts all through the night and until morning. And they finally kiss on her doorstep and she invites him in. And he wakes up with her in his arms, sleeping skin to skin. And he goes home and he tells his family, literally, I have found the one. And then she ghosts him. Ah, the title. Ignoring a comedic amount of text and emojis, because those totally count. I assumed that the complaints about a Hallmark movie were supposedly correct. That the rest of the movie was either going to be him pining for a woman who isn't interested in in him and comedic events to try to win her over, or that one of them was going to die and haunt the other one until they ultimately fall in love and find a way to bring the other one back from the dead. If you're listening now and you haven't seen the trailer and you don't know anything more about this movie, go ahead. Go watch it with all those assumptions I made and then come back and listen to the rest of the review, okay? Okay, you back? Okay, good. Because now you know that the reason she ghosted him is that she is, in fact, a CIA operative. He travels to find her and is dragged into her spy life, leading to a series of comedic action sequences where he fumbles his way through surviving, and Ana de Armas proceeds to kick as much ass as she did as Paloma in No Time to Die, and while evil Adrian Brody tries to track them down to get codes for the MacGuffin murder device. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by Bradley. Hello! Neil. Hello. And Chad. And this is just for me. Earlier when we were syncing up, I was hoping we would all sing along and like harmonize oh. with each other. <laughs> That's what I was holding for. And then I realized it's stupid because they're trying to sync sound. But anyways, the audience doesn't care about that. Hi. How's it going? That was Hello, your Chad. singing voice. Oh, wow. 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 I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, what did you fellas think about Ghosted? Do you think... This is getting dragged through the critical mud because everyone assumed, like me, that this was just going to be a romantic Hallmark movie about a ghosted romance. I think it's taking unfair. I mean, this isn't the best rom-com, but it's fine. It's cute. There's some a couple of problems, but a couple other cool things. Like, have you seen a revolving restaurant kill before? No, you haven't. No. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen a nice little nod to Marvel connections and not be Marvel connected at all? No, you haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two had chemistry coming out of Knives Out. Most of it was on screen there, but uh, this was fine. I still stand by. I have not seen anything bad on Apple TV. 
This just makes it across the line. But still, I've not seen anything bad on Apple TV. I feel like this is, and not that the movies are the same, but what was the uh, the Rock and Ryan Reynolds movie that came out on Netflix like a year or two? Oh, ago? that was a Red Notice. Red Notice. Like, I felt like this one was better than that because that one tried to be too funny and it was sort of a romantic comedy if you oh that one dials it up to 11 within the first five minutes and never tunes it down like it's high octane (laughs) the whole damn way but like to to say this is like a hallmark movie and you look at the poster and anna de armas is straddling chris evans with a gun over his head (laughs) that's not a hallmark movie no you know anyone complaining about it in that regard clearly does not know what this movie is because this is like sandra bullock and channing tatum had a movie last year called lost city there's mm. classics like Romancing the Stone. Uh, True Lies. True Lies, yeah. The Spy Who Dumped Me of fairly recently. This is an action-adventure rom-com, and that's a very specific genre that we tend to get from time to time. They tend to be sexy people in circumstantial events that offer up action sequences. You're, you're Mr. and Mrs. Smiths, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure why everyone was dragging it so ruthlessly. Like, um, I saw someone say, worst of list, number one. What? And, you know, maybe the four of us see way too many movies, but (laughs) this probably wouldn't make my worst of list in any regard. Yeah, how can this be regarded as a worst of? One of the issues here, and Neil, you, you said it already, it's an Apple film. This did not get a theatrical release, which it absolutely should have given the star caliber here. So... You had to go out of your way to even watch this in the first place. Apple is not Hulu or Netflix or Amazon. I feel like it's lower on the tier of how many people subscribe and talk about it. But, Neil, I think you're right. Apple makes good stuff. They put a lot of money towards this stuff and offer up quality film, drama, comedy, action. No, and me, I I just hate references, so... I mean, I get why I didn't like it, but everybody else being like the artistic bankruptcy of... And whenever I hear that, I always have to take a step back and be like, what What do they think we're watching? Right. I mean, a yeah. lot of the stars, a lot of the producers in this film are, are also in the film. So, I mean, it's their money and it's their product. What, what are we complaining about here? I think some of the weaker points are the writing. Because it, it's from the writers that did Deadpool 1 and 2. Oh, okay. But then again, you're also dealing with like completely different characters and not everybody can be Ryan Reynolds and everything. Sure. But yeah. it, it it definitely and I agree with Neil, like it's better than like man, Netflix puts out some of the dumbest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that costs mil- hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. in there. <laughs> As far as like subscription numbers go, Apple's like right behind Hulu. They're roughly the same 40 million and 48 million versus like Netflix, which is 230 million. But it definitely should have gotten widescreen release. Yeah, its only competition would have been Mafia Mama, which sort of falls into a similar demographic of, oops, I'm in an action movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I'd compare those two pretty closely. I think this one has a lot more um, fun. I'm also here type of cameos. Mafia Mom only had like <laughs> yeah. one or two, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of older films similar to something like Ocean's Eleven when that came out. It was just, let's get all these attractive people together to be cool for a yeah. hundred minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to be super cool. I know a guy. <laughs> I feel like the visual effects were either on or they were way off mm, for this. Yeah. And the movie relies heavily on visual effects. Like, 
you know, talking in cars. They do a lot of these big, what look like open set action sequences, but really they're, it's either that dome thing or it's probably not. It looks more like a green screen, traditional green screen. But honestly, there's a lot of shots where you can tell, a a big tell with modern day keen out subjects is that you'll blur the edges. Mm -hmm. So you don't see the fine pixels that you're trying to key out. There's a lot of shots and, and it's you can see them on close ups. Uh, you can see them on wide and medium shots. But then there's some like like I thought the car chase did really good with those effects. But then I felt the plane sequence as an action sequence didn't fare that well. Like it was very hit or miss. Like it was still entertaining to watch, but it, I felt like there were two director of photographies because it, 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 a lot of that set action pieces felt hit or miss. Mm hmm. I think that's a fair assessment of the whole movie in general, because when this is working, when Anna de Armas and Chris Evans are just on screen, being charming to each other, when they have good dialogue to work with, and, and you just feel the energy of the film working, it works. But then there are these clunky moments of, oh, right, we have to proceed with the plot here, or we have to rush to this point here, and it's... It sort of has video game logic of like, oh, I can skip this cutscene to just get to the next level. I, I actually did that at one point because cool. I thought we were still recording at a certain point, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta skip ahead a bit, and I'm like, okay, this is a transition scene. They're going from here to here, and she's gonna figure out herself and whatever. Move on. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to, I need to cut time here, <laughs> and that's terrible. But like. We watch enough of these, and we know kind of the emotional beats, and I don't feel guilty is what I'm saying. Well, to that point, the the whole movie hinges on him finding her to do a surprise visit, and apparently these little trackers he has for lost inhalers and cash boxes (laughs) connect with satellites and work halfway around the globe, because that's how he finds her. And without that, the movie doesn't happen. Mm. He doesn't find her this way. He basically has CIA technology out of the gate. Yes. For his inhaler, yeah. I wish there was a payoff to the Exorcist Stairs setup as well. Because they reference, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of anything. And they mm-hmm. visit the, because they're in D.C., the the stairs. They reference the movie a couple of times. And we don't get that. That doesn't pay off. Like, I'm waiting for that. And we get, we don't get that. It's actually a setup that pays off in John Wick 4 where he falls down that stairwell for about 15 minutes. So it's, uh, they're connected. Ah, that's, that's where it was. <laughs> yeah, they're in similar worlds because Ana de Armas is going to be in the prequel, John Wick. You get it. You get it. That's fine. Whole universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ghosted extended crossover slash John Wick universe <laughs> with the exorcist. I know, I know it's not fair to judge a movie by what it isn't. You have to look at what we have here and, and be critical on what works and what doesn't. There was something crossed my mind near the end of this film that recontextualized the movie in some alternate universe. Chris Evans is very funny. I like seeing him lean into his comedic nature because that's where he started his career. And I do think he has the charisma to be this wacky character. But it crossed my mind, if Charlie Day was playing this main character and you didn't change a word of the script, it would have been substantially funnier watching him fumble through this reality he's been thrust into. It's not fair to say, oh, this is miscast, but it's hard not to look at these beautiful people and excuse them for certain things because of how attractive they are. Do you think that Chris Evans just comes across as way too capable? Sort of <laughs> well, thing? He is Captain America, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the contrivance they made for why he 
is capable of fighting the way he can is one uh tell her you wrestled in high school yeah and and two he's a farmer so he's constantly working on the field he's gonna have that farmer strength sure like superman yeah so, so he he needs to hit a, uh off his uh inhaler this is what starts the whole thing does he ever take another hit no. after that he totally should have too because they i literally just thought of that now like, he never has one attack that's lame. Mm-hmm. Like mid-fight, just a mid-fight. Like, hold on, a minute, hold on. A <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> no, that would have been pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> or in the bus, it's like rolling around. And he's just trying to keep grabbing it. Every time he ducks, a guy flies out the window. <laughs> or, or even like if it was used to like find something again, where it's like, oh, they my inhaler was attached to oh, the, yeah. the, the 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 MacGuffin, MacGuffin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it called? The the leopard bomb. The 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 murder what's MacGuffin. It called? Mur- okay, yeah. fine. Thank you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, uh, there's there's only so much that can be said about this before we start delving into, I suppose, spoiler territory because there's some s- cameo surprises in here and there's some slight twists and turns, I guess. But honestly, you know what this movie is pretty much by the 30 minute mark. Once the story actually kicks into high gear, you've got all the pieces on the table to just sit back and maybe maybe enjoy it for what it is. So let's move into some final thoughts here. Neil, why don't you go first? Hallmark is not a fair description of this at all. I've I've watched a handful, and they are the exact same movie. They change the season, and then they might change one or two of the leads. Might, because <laughs> there's people who do Hallmark movie after Hallmark movie. This is nowhere near it. It's fine. It's fun at times. It's not a waste of time. Probably the biggest thing out of this movie is I watched it with my wife, and she was very meh on it, but then she recommended another Chris Evans movie, Before We Go, which he directed, and he stars in with Alice Eve, which is more of a romantic drama. And I watched that later that night, and that that's amazing. If you want to see what Chris Evans really can do in this kind of field. Um, so I'm using this movie to springboard to another movie, but this movie's fine. I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten global tracking strips. <laughs> Bradley. Well... I unfortunately watched this all by myself. We had a super busy weekend. And a lot of it didn't land because I was all alone. Like, oh, you're not afraid of the exorcist? You're so brave. And to myself, I'd be like, I'm not afraid of the exorcist. Turn, I'm alone. And no one cares that I'm not. Oh, well. I do really like Amy Sedaris as his mom in this, as well as Lizzie Broadway as um, his sister. I love it when actresses or... Or actors play siblings that make fun of very handsome, very strong men because they're siblings and siblings fight, you know. They're only really in the beginning, like they bookend the films, those two. And even the actor playing his dad is pretty funny. Take down sure. Yeah, I really liked that dynamic. When it turned into a spy thriller, that was a little awkward because peak spy thriller is uh, so you, one of you mentioned it earlier. That's Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies, and mm-hmm. that's a magnificent mm-hmm. performance. And Chris Evans being like, I thought you ghosted me. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> it's it's fine. You know, it's kind of fun. But it didn't really hit with me. Um, they point out all of his flaws. He texts too much. So clingy. So needy. But watching his character, he has so many more flaws than that. Like, he's so argumentative and confrontational with her. and they didn't really get into that being like, maybe that's why you're alone. Maybe I was expecting too much on that end, the romantic side. I think Anna de Armas 
and a couple other actors in this actually there's one cameo i particularly loved they always like adrian brody you mentioned earlier too i really love how even though like okay we all know what this is anna and adrian i'll just use for examples they're like no i don't care what this is you're getting 11 you're getting my full 10 let's do this thing and i think that's really cool i really like actors that commit that hard even when, hey, you want to produce a rom-com with me was probably how this started, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I was all alone watching it. It's kind of sad. But I didn't hate it. Nowhere near hated it like the internet seems to have. So I'll go 5 out of 10 really silly slapstick bus drives. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, Brad and uh, Neil, I want you to help me out here as we move to the next review, okay? So uh, now let's hear from... Nice. I think Bradley, you and I should have like drove the X thousand of miles together to meet and watch this together <laughs> because it sounds like it would have been a better time. It, it definitely felt like a movie that needed to be with a group mm-hmm. going back to our earlier comment where it should have been played in the theater. Cause like everything's there. It's a, I'm not expecting a 10 out of 10 or even you know like an 8 out of 10 every time i watch a movie especially a romantic comedy with an action plot to it this thing had a lot going for it it gets you over the line that's that's would you say it was too taxing (laughs) (laughs) no no i i definitely would say it's not a to beat a dead horse it's definitely not a hallmark film you know they didn't date in high school and then she moved to the big city and he was a honking hunk that still held his heart for her and she comes home for the holidays and none of that shit like it's true lies that's all it is just not as good six out of ten times i also wrestled in high school (laughs) (laughs) well i will repeat what my friends have said here I find Chris Evans and Anna de Armas to be incredibly charming to begin with. They're both capable of the action and the sweetness and, of course, the sexiness and the comedy. And putting them together, they're gorgeous and fun, and they know how to handle this action. This is a genre of movie that doesn't get a lot of entries. I wish it did because it's not a Marvel movie. It's it's not an action movie like John Wick. It's, it's a fun action movie like Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith or Lost City, like I mentioned earlier. I do think if this had a theatrical release or if the four of us had magically gotten together to watch it, we might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But as it is, it's fine. It's fine. Watch it with someone that you're just sort of relaxing with, and I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. But don't set your expectations too high. Adventure rom-coms are meant to be fun, and this is fun. And I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 trackable asthma inhalers. <laughs> what's, what's something that you would track? Oh, I, how often do I lose my wallet? Let me tell you. It's always in my room, but uh, I would definitely put a tracker in there. Mm, my kid. Your kid. <laughs> shit. If you were asking. I don't lose shit. Sorry. So. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're so perfect, Neil. Don't have to track your kids like I do. 